Welcome to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. What's happening, the hot stuff? I'm a man who discovered the wheel and built the Eiffel Tower out of metal and brawn. That's what kind of man I am. That's right. It's the moment you've been waiting for. Oh, James, look at the butt on that. Yeah. He must work out. Time to stop worrying about your weight. Stop thinking about your jackass of a boss. And get ready to win with the Fat Jack. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. Nobody can hang with my stuff. It's a big, hairy American winning machine. If you play the games against the spread, this is the most important hour of your day. So sit back, grab some Funyuns, and get ready to win. And now, here he is, along with the Fat Jack Dancers, the number one sports consultant in America, the Fat Jack. Hello and welcome to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, the Fat Jack. The weekend is here. It is mid to late September. Fall is in the air a little bit, and it's time to make some money. How's your gambling going? You guys making money so far this year? If not, time to go to FatJackSports.com and get signed up. It's a $99 weekend. I run one of these a month or so, and this is the weekend. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about last week's college and NFL, and we're going to get Mr. Brandon Rush all the way from Louisville, Kentucky, into the show so that we can make sense of what's been going on in football to start the season. Mr. Brandon Rush, how are you, buddy? I am well. However, I am concerned for a number of people and a number of teams because it feels as if the 15 minutes of fame for for some people and the 15 minutes of luck, if you will, uh, for some sports bettors is about the – the shoe's about to drop on some of those teams and some of those bettors. And I think a lot of it already has. Mm. I mean, we're certainly seeing a a turn, as we do every year at this time – from the casual better, from the guy that's just guessing and moving on. We saw teams like Colorado finally give it up and not cover the number against Colorado State. They've got a big one on deck as well. Um, so a lot of that money that had been flowing in on the buffs, they gave that money back. In the NFL, we have teams that a lot of people are actually continuing college, teams that the top teams in the country, again, not doing well against the spread. Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Texas all 0-4 against the number. Last week, the most wagered teams, the most bets, Colorado, as we mentioned, Kansas State, Tennessee, all three of those, 0-3 against the spread. So it already is shifting to where the general public's not doing well in college. And the NFL was very predictable. We knew this was going to happen. But a lot of the public teams last week not covering again, teams like the Chargers, like the Giants, like um, Indianapolis, like Green Bay, San Francisco with a late, I guess, bad beat. People are up in arms about the way that one ended, and we may talk about that and a lot more. But those type teams did not cover. Those were the most bet teams by the public last week. Um, And so, yeah, it's already shifting. Guys going to FatJackSports.com, getting signed up. It's only $99 through Monday, so a perfect time. I only do this. Normally, it's $150 at least, a lot more expensive. Uh, If you're signing up early in the week, get all those weekday games. They literally have not lost since we started uh, the year. Uh, Those weekday games have been very, very good. And then um, getting the weekend. But $99 this weekend. Or you can get through the end of the month for 149 That gets you through next Saturday, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Or the longer package is only $5.99 gets you all the way through Halloween. October, a huge month, lots of weeks. And typically, we have at least one of – we have three or four years, Brand. I know you know this, but three or four weeks a year where we'll go like eight and one or better. 
And in October, there's been at least one of those weeks every single year for the last decade or so. So October, not a month you want to miss. Only $5.99 gets you all the plays through Halloween or even less expensive, about 60 bucks a week when you go through the Super Bowl or longer. So great time to get signed up, great time to win. Let's talk about last week, Brandon. What, do you, what jumped out at you? What grabbed your attention? What, 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 what did you leave last week with? I was more concerned, I think, for a number of teams like like Georgia. Really, I mean, did not look lifeless at all in the in the first half of that win against South Carolina. Uh, we saw Alabama, not knowing who the hell their quarterback is, go down to South Florida, had to play through a rain delay, and if not for a a really late touchdown, that's a single that's a single digit win uh, on the road. There's there's a lot of questions I have about the the supposed upper level teams, and granted competition plays out they're still kind of feeling their way through things because college teams don't play in the preseason but there's a I, I come into this week with a lot of questions uh even though we we've seen a lot of the top teams in the country play two three times now yeah i'll tell you brandon the, the college football dumb and dumber comes to mind um <laughs> the scene where they're in their place and the parakeet is dead and What's his name? Lloyd, whatever. He says, oh, I can't make any friends. Our jobs are horrible. Our pets' heads are falling off. I mean, that's basically what's going on in college football right now. Now, it may not appear that way if you're not watching all the games. If you're tailgating before, mm-hmm. going to a three- or four-hour game, and then tailgating after, you may look at the box scores. Oh, well, Georgia's still undefeated. And, yeah, Michigan's still undefeated. And, and Florida State's okay. I guess Texas is a little bit of an outlier for a lot of the casual guys around the country or fans around the country. But what's happening is exactly to your point. We have teams, and we saw this from Georgia last year, too. They had a game or two where they were really clunking around early. So I'm not sure that it's time to pull the panic button, with, with especially the, the you know Georgia. Mm. But there are some of these teams that you're – you know, and this is, this is common this time of year. We don't know exactly what we're getting. I mean, it goes a little deeper than just the top three or four teams. I think, you know, competition is a lot of, of how you start assessing teams at this point you only play who's in front of you but we look at teams you don't know, like oklahoma um like um there's a there's a bunch of teams like like usc i mean what are we actually getting out of these teams um because they're playing a bunch of high school teams to this point right they're going to step up in competition starting this week next week once they get into conference play but to your point yeah i mean it, it's hard to know with some of these college teams exactly what we're getting it really is, and hopefully you, you you hope at least as a as a better that some teams figure it out, and that you are on the right side of of them figuring it out because there's a number of of spots where uh, there's there's lines that come out there's there's one in particular this weekend that kind of scratches my head just a little bit um, about a, a team that I think is is probably pretty tough going on the road yet again, and and you think that they're going to be able to, to answer the answer the call and and be able to respond and play well on the road play to what you expect them to be. But again, you got to factor in these are 18 to 22 year old kids sometimes that are out there and dealing with life and, and just trying to put it together week after week after week while we're trying to profit on them. BC what team are you talking about? BYU. BYU. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think BYU getting almost 10 at Kansas. That blows my mind considering Kansas was, was largely ineffective defensively a week ago against Nevada, who was not all that good. And BYU played a, a tough damn game at Arkansas. So maybe it's, the, the books are thinking there's an Arkansas hangover because they're a more, more physical team, or they just don't value BYU maybe as much as I do. And BYU is not pl- – they're not playing with a bunch of 18, 19, 22-year-old, one-year-old kids. They're <laughs> they playing a with a bunch of 28-year-old kids that have five kids of their own. And a mortgage, and, right. And have a mortgage and 
four bedroom houses and part time <laughs> jobs. But when they, they got to deal with the homeowners association, they got their wife sitting over there, you know, <laughs> trying to decide whether to go on medication or not. I mean, it's a lot going on in Utah. And, uh, and yeah, uh, BYU, that's a, a more and more interesting games. We'll talk more about that as we get into the show because I also think that's a very, very interesting. We're going to find out a lot about both these teams, especially mm-hmm. Kansas, and that across the board in the Big 12. We talk about you know Cincinnati and Central Florida, teams that, that um, historically win a ton of games yep. on their home field, and now they're stepping up the competition against teams in OU's uh, sake for sure that we don't know exactly what we're getting. Cincinnati, you realize, Brandon, at home, they're 22-3 and three, their last 25 at home. This team doesn't lose at home. And they're getting two touchdowns plus to the Sooners who have beaten up on literally nobody. Right. And so, now maybe OU is, is a juggernaut. Maybe they go, or maybe Cincinnati's not any good this year. You know, That's entirely possible. I mean, not many teams lose to directional schools at home. Yeah, so definitely a chance that this this uh, Cincinnati team's not very good. But we have that across the Big 12 in these kind of where these conferences are clashing. Uh, Central Florida, 15-5 and five straight up their last 20. They win 75% of the times. They're getting points from a K-State team that just lost to Missouri that people, most people would tell you are not in the top half of the SEC. Mm. So we're going to find out a lot about those teams. Teams also, Brandon, we'll give away some free winners also. By the way, $99 special. Go right now to FatJackSports.com. Get signed up. 99 bucks through Monday. A lot of people take advantage of this and get into profit as we head toward October. I run this special so that guys that are either sitting on the sidelines or trying to play free winners or whatever – will take an opportunity to get the plays for very inexpensive in their mind, even though they're paying more than they would if they signed up through the Super Bowl. Very inexpensive to then get into some profit to be able to sign up for a longer package to consistently start winning, which is always the goal. When you have weeks where you break about even or you make a tiny bit, you want to be around for those 10 and ones. You don't want to be making decisions based on that one little weekend. And, and in our case, one day, we'll just talk about last week. We haven't done that yet. But before we do that, let me get into um, – what I was talking about here, teams that are outperforming the market, Brandon, by the most, you know, you're starting to get a little bit of a picture of what these teams are. Teams like Texas State, 3-0 and against the spread, 23-point margin of victory versus the number. Oklahoma, second on that list, 3-0 and against the spread. They're winning by an average of 19 points. Syracuse, third, 3-0 and against the spread, 18 points. Those type teams, expect them to back up as this mar- market starts adjusting to what's happened through three weeks of the season. And what you were talking about, 18, 19-year-old kids trying to be right when the, they catch it, or they catch on or they start doing things right, I would tell you it's about being out in front of that curve, and that's where we make money. You're saying, well, Jack, some of those teams are great. Maybe they'll back up. What about some bad teams? Vanderbilt, 0-4 against the spread uh, at, by an average of six points per game. Arkansas State. 0-3 against the spread. Sooner fans know about them a lot here in the Midwest. 22-point uh, margin of, of, of loss for Arkansas State. Texas San Antonio, Troy, NC State, Florida Atlantic, Illinois, Minnesota. Those are your 0-3 against the spreads with the highest margin of loss. So what you're trying to do at this point in the season are figure out which of these teams are going to continue down these paths of, of misery or excellence or which ones of them are going to mitigate back to the mean and we're going to be able to take advantage of before the market adjusts. I'll be able to do that for you at FatJackSports.com if you get signed up this weekend. Um, Last week, real quick, because I think it's important, not just from a transparency issue, and of course it's posted on the website, so you don't have to take my word for it. Go to FatJackSports.com, you can see every play. It's posted there under the results tab. 
Um, but it was a good example of why it's important to get all the plays long-term. Brandon, you know this as well as anybody, but last week we won Monday. We won Wednesday. We won Thursday. We won Friday. We won Saturday. You're like, all right, well, Jack, you're great. You're golden, right? We're not golden because on Sunday we had the, the, the opinions, which, by the way, I say the word opinions, and I got, I, got a, I, got such, I got two or three just absolute idiots, Brandon, every year. And I'll talk, we'll have mail time. Matter of fact, we're going to have mail time after the break. Yes, I love mail time. Mail time is happening after the break because it's another good example of what not to do if you want to make money. I've been doing this 27 years, not guessing how to make money. Mail time after the break. But let me finish my thought here. Sunday rolls around, and we have one and a half points separated us from a two of three and one opinions, which are played for half. They're not opinions. They're not, oh, I think this is going to happen, guys. That's not what an opinion is. Read the recommended betting guide. Read the question step. Very simple. But we're three and one with those those half, those lesser plays. And we, we were going to be two and one, if not for a point and a half. We had Buffalo under the total is 47. They ended up 48. And the we had um, Atlanta, which started out as a one and a half point underdog. Everybody I know graded that as a win. But I graded it as a loss because, frankly, I don't want to hear from people, the five or ten people or 20 people that are locked into the results tab. Like everybody, nobody else posts results, Brandon. Nobody. Right. I'm the only one. But there's ten guys or so that are just absolutely locked in. I mean, they go, boy, he better not because he'll be a fraud and he'll be a liar. and he'll be the, They want to call me ten names. So I just – I don't care if – by the way, I won with Atlanta. I got a point. They won by a point, so I won. But I didn't, I didn't go off that. I went off what the, the the most available line leading up to kickoff, which is what we grade things by, and I didn't want to hear from the ten idiots. I'd, I'd been I was irritated by Sunday, and so I just graded it as a loss. It's fine. I don't care. It's the easier uh, thing because you're right. You send out that pick on Friday, and at the at that time, Atlanta. I got Atlanta plus one. You win. I won. Yeah. Most of our guys won. And by the way, everybody else that graded, there are two other handicappers that are honest guys that also bet ten to thirty thousand a game. They both. Have, they do recaps. They don't post, but they have recaps. They mm-hmm. both counted as a win. Both of them did. But I didn't even put it as a push. I went ahead and just left it as a loss. Whatever. doesn't matter. The point is, Brandon, we were uh, – by the way, Arizona or Atlanta's field goal kicker missed an extra point. Otherwise, the thing covers easily. They, they miss the extra point, then they're chasing. And, and I had one guy that actually said on Twitter, well, if you're going to make excuses on Sunday, blah, I'm not making excuses. I'm telling you why we lost or why we won. They're not excuses. When we win, I will say we won because this happened. Wisconsin won on Saturday. They got five turnovers at home, or maybe six turnovers at home, and they won. I'm not afraid to say that because good luck and bad luck even out typically. And actually, we talked about this last week with me. It actually more than evens out. I'll get two to one good. But this last Sunday, we went from two and one and three and one, so five and two overall. And and a, and, and by the way, no losing days all week. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all winners. Two o two o for all, with the selections. We still want the opinions. It was a small losing day, but some people you they just want to jump off the roof. I understand that some of you don't have you've never won money betting before, and you don't know how to win money. But you're gonna have to understand. There's a process here. It is a season-long process, and if you want to make money, you're going to look at this as a marathon and not a sprint. And when you have some bad luck, you're going to understand that in the NFL, the National Football League, about a third of the games every single week come down to the wire. And most so, of them come down to about maybe four plays throughout the course of the game. 
and, and 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 even if they even if you don't want to watch, I'm not even talking about those. All right, I'm talking those are the ones that you would expect somebody to watch the game. I used to one of my favorite responses to people was, "Hey, how about watching the games?" Because if a team turns it over four t- four uh, times and they lose, I'll still have people go, "Go, you win zero and two, zero and one, or whatever." And I, I had two teams that turned it over four times. I'll never hear from them when a team, t- you know, is a benefactor mm-hmm. of four turnovers. They never do that. Um, but they feel like they need to reach out. And, and my point is, is that when a team turns it over four pot times or when a team misses an extra point and then chases points and it's an evenly even match game, they might, they might lose. I don't care. My blood pressure did not go up one pulse beat on Sunday because I understand even the games, even out like that, I'm going to have a lot more winning plays than losing plays. A team like teams like, you know, Illinois or excuse me, Louisville under the total. Teams like Indianapolis, who, by um, the way, lost their starting quarterback. Lost, we, we didn't still, talk about that. No, we didn't. I'm not going to talk about that. And, or, and I love Gardner Minshew, so it doesn't. They don't have. Sure. I don't care who they play, as long as they have one of those two, they're fine. Arizona over the total, easy, easy win. You know, we had an easy win, but I, but I, I, nobody wants to talk about that. They only talk about the games that there were cha- missed extra points, that kind of stuff. The point is, is it was very, very close to a great week. This week will be a great week. If not, next week will be a great week. Nobody's down. Everybody's winning. On the year, sign up long term if you want to win. Go to fatjacksports.com. But that's last week in a nutshell. Well, a week that could have been great, should have been probably really good, ended up just being uh, because of one bad, a couple of games. It wasn't a big deal. And it wasn't even as bad luck in two games. No big deal. The sky is not falling. If I would figure out how to handle customer service and my stupid Twitter account, I wouldn't even care. We wouldn't be talking about it. And and to your point, Jack, when when we're sitting Super Bowl Sunday in Vegas, we're not concerned. We're, we don't remember the 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 one and a half point swing that that turned two games in in September. That's not that's not the 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 focus. The focus is the long term season success. When was the last time we showed the Super Bowl not huge in a profit, deep deep in a profit? I'll tell you the last time when we were at the Red Rock and the meth addicts came and crashed the bowling alley and Jim Traber and I almost had to beat, and all of us almost beat up these meth heads for screwing with the Super Bowl party. That was That's the that last time. Steelers. I remember this. I remember this, this game very well. It was Steelers Cardinals. Yeah. And you're right. We were out at the, at the, at the hard rock in, Red in rock. Vegas. Red and rock, yeah. uh, they had a, a big party in the, uh, in the bowling alley. Bowling it's like an alley. 88 lane bowling alley. Rock so you're sitting bowl. in like the, the bowling alley, seats so you got like the curved seats and the, and the bowling rack and the balls and everything else and yeah there was a moment in time where jim traber huge Steelers fan the lane over from us some questionable cardinals fans i think they were just from arizona but yeah. they were definitely high on on walter yeah. white stuff and there, there came a time where i looked at jamie and like i handed her a butter knife and like the little jars of ketchup it wasn't like the uh, a bottle it was like the glass jars of ketchup like you get in really fancy restaurants yeah. and i just clutched one in my hand i was like it's about to go down yeah i i was figuring out which bowling balls both of my fingers would all fit in that i could get the best grip because i was double bowling balling it windmill and then i was going to windmill coming out I was windmilling. That was well before Ricky Bobby. There was going to be a windmill at the, at the lane next to us. That was the last time, Brandon. That was years and years ago that we showed up in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, and we're not deep into profit. Mm-hmm. And let's not even talk about the fact that Baltimore's just rolling right along through a couple of weeks. So I'm not saying they're going undefeated, but I don't feel any worse about my my prediction there as well. So FatJackSports.com, get signed up today. $99 weekend. I run one of these a month or so. 
you could pay a lot less than $99. And as I've, I've said three times now, but we won Monday, we won Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If you're only getting the weekend packages, you're missing all that profit. And that money spends exactly the same as the money that you're making on Saturday and Sunday throughout the course of the season. So stop missing plays. Get a longer package. You can get through uh, Halloween for $5.99. Mm. That's less than $100 a week. So $99 a week, guys go, oh, my gosh, that's great. I'm going to sign up. Or you can pay less than $99 a week to get through Halloween and then make money every week, build profit. And by the time we get to November, when a lot of you are starting to get irritated because the weather's turning cold, you'll be deep in profit. And you won't have to worry about it. So go to FatJackSports.com, get signed up today, and win. You're listening to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. Call 1-800-298-1383 or the simplest thing. Log on to FatJackSports.com and get ready to win. Hey, this is the Fat Jack. We're in the middle of September. How is your gambling going? It is time to make some money, and I have got a deal for you. My once-a-month $99 weekend special. Go to FatJackSports.com, and this weekend only, it's only $99 to make money all the way through Monday. That's all the football, NFL, and college, and the free bases. Only $99. Go to FatJackSports.com. Sign up today, and in September, into profit, stop guessing, and start winning at Fat fatjacksports.com hey it's brandon rush from the fat jack sports service if you want to stay in touch with everything related to the fat jack follow us on all the socials facebook twitter instagram snapchat tiktok you name it we are there at fat jack sports you can also watch the fat jack sports hour on youtube every weekend plus see funny clips from the show see jack's appearances on the nationally syndicated tv show beat the odds Stay connected to the Fat Jack at Fat Jack Sports on all the socials and on YouTube. Welcome back to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. And now here is our host helping you get out of an 0-2 hole. He is the Fat Jack. Thank you so much, Brandon. Fat Jack Sports Hour. Segment number two, getting ready for the weekend. Huge, huge weekend of college football. Big weekend of NFL games coming up all weekend. Free baseball back on track making a ton of money right now so a great time to get signed up $99 weekend special I run about one of these a month on average Um, as I said you can get the place for a lot less expensive and get the weekday place but if you're just if you get a longer package but if you just want to sign up for the uh, $99 special then definitely do that today save money this week and start winning money Uh, Brandon Rush Mail time, mail time for mail. Um, you could go, guys. If you're out there, you can go follow me on Twitter if you want, or Instagram at, at @fatjacksports. There's a part of me that is about to shut all that down, where I don't even have a Twitter or Instagram account. I just don't care about. This goes back to I am first and foremost, and we've talked about this. A sports gambler. I bet on the games, and then. Really, it's very simple. I send those exact plays to my clients for you to be able to bet, follow my system of selections and opinions and free plays. It's all laid out. I thought we made it idiot-proof. I really did. And we did, for the most part, following the system, very, very simple. But every year, especially at this time, the people who are not prone to idiot-proof information is the easiest way to say it. They rear their ugly heads, and they complain, and they start calling me a fraud and calling me names and calling me this. Even though every game is posted and documented in the results tab, I'm as transparent as I can be. I'm as open and honest, and I know this is the way I know to make money. They still complain. 
So if you don't want to do that, go get signed up long-term, get all the plays and win. Mail time, Brandon. Oh, I was talking about Twitter and Instagram. Think about setting it down. I don't care. I have 5,000 followers or so on Twitter. I don't know if that's good or not. I don't care if it's good or not. I believe Twitter is a cesspool for hatred. People put up mean things 99% of the time and rarely say nice things. It is a bit of an echo chamber, um, and it is also at at times, I would say more often than not, uh, a a place for people to just anonymously spew stupidity in anyone's direction that's willing to listen. If it was any place but online, if you had to make effort, would you go to a bar or go to a restaurant or go to a club or something that was basically the embodiment of Twitter and Instagram where you basically had – you went and every t- – you said, hey, how's your day going? My day's horrible because Donald Trump stinks. Or my day's horrible because the, uh, global warming's taken over the entire world. Would you go to a place that that is what was, was the vibe of things? Would you leave your house for it? I don't think I, – I definitely wouldn't. Would you? I mean, it kind of feels like the parking lot of every gas station I've been in recently. How, how you? What are you making friends at gas stations, Brandon? Get the, I, I can the gas honestly, in your car, get back in the car, and leave. I can <laughs> honestly count on one hand the number of people I've strangers that I've met at a gas station that I have seen after said gas station. Well, once. I will tell you, just the overall negativity, the vibe mm. of social media. I don't know that I would. I would not t- five feet. I'm trying to be more positive. I live with a positive person. My wife is very positive. She has got a light about her. She does not like anger and irritation. And the thing that basically all of social media is, they look for things to pound. So I'm thinking about shutting the whole thing down. I don't even care. I've tried to give free winners out. Um, people, if you, if you lose a free winner, they complain. If you get a free winner, nobody says a word. I'm not sure anybody signs up because most of the people I believe that comment can't afford to anyway. <laughs> I think they're just – that's their life. And so it's okay. I just don't know that I want to be a part of it. But while I'm still there, I guess it does provide something. This segment, Mail Time. You have commented, emailed, called, texted, and tweeted. Let's filter out the noise and tune into the Fat Jack's feedback. What is your name? Tony. Hey, you know what I did last night? You better not bring my mother into this. You've got mail. Um, we just got a letter. Who, who it's from? Remember that Blues Clues? You're probably yeah, not Blues yeah. Clues. I, I mean, I don't have, I don't have kids. Um, but I, I it's one of those deals, kind of like the SpongeBob theme. I'm, I'm eerily aware of, All right. which maybe is questionable. So, context to when this came in, very important. I again had one Monday had one Wednesday. This person had gotten all these picks. One Monday, one Wednesday, one Thursday, winter Friday, winter Saturday. Two at 2 p not even that. 1 p.m. Central. I get this text. So I'm undefeated to this point. And then another set of games go by. I think I was 2 and 1 in that set. This is the text I get. No information at all. Fat Jack can't pick his nose. He's a loser. He's a liar. I will tell everyone I know that Fat Jack is a scam artist. F, and of course he spelled out the entire word, F the Fat Jack. That's the text I got, Brandon. So I won Monday, I won Wednesday, I won Thursday, I won Friday. One winner on Saturday. I had lost one game to this point on Saturday. Which one had I lost? Oregon State is who I had lost to this point. And this is the text I got. So Brandon is my customer service rep. What do I do with that? And, and mind you, this is a paying client. Right. This is somebody 
who was a paying client, and this is the text they sent. So I, my initial thought is ban him, block him, get him out of my life. Sure. Move on. I don't. I don't care. I don't need him. I don't want him. If he is so far lost, I can't fix him. Not to mention he's mean, which I don't need. Customer service. What should I have done about this? The fact it was a text message, is... which is a whole other issue. The FCC right. has screwed with my text messaging to where they won't. The the AT and T and all those Verizon they won't let people get gambling information text right now. We're trying to work through it. But they have put a block on those. So I've had to go to an alternative texting system. Mm-hmm. I only do it for season and monthly clients. and it's But it's created this, this gateway back to my phone. So now I – and I do. I block anybody. I just block them if it's if it's – they're not on a package. But they're on a package. The package is almost up. He's clearly not signing up again. So what am I supposed to do? I mean at this point, with this one specifically, I would just be like, hey, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. You're no longer a client. You, don't ha- you are no longer allowed to be the, the privilege – to be a client. So you know what I did? <laughs> the, I'm sure quite the opposite and responded in kind. I called him up. Oh, <laughs> you, went, you went 2007. Called him on the phone. Exactly. That's <laughs> now, the te- now here's, had- here's, here's the yeah. test, though. Did you, like, call, text someone and be like, hey, do you know this guy? Can you no. find anything about this guy? I called him on my phone as I'm getting out of the car in the airport, the Las Vegas airport. Not, not even a, a pay phone burner account? Called Straight him from to- my phone on with my ear pods in on my phone and said, WTF, you stupid MF-er. I'm, I'm, I'm so mad of going through that. And he then, of course, threatens to cut my throat, which everybody does. And now it's on, and I'm back and forth, and you've got prob. What is wrong with you? How could you screw this up? Here was his beef, Brandon. He doesn't like opinions. And by saying he doesn't like opinions, I'm believing he just doesn't like the word opinions. Sure. Because opinions are not opinions. I'm not just guessing and throwing darts. Opinions, as it's stated everywhere on the website, they, we play half, and we play more of these early in the year because mm-hmm. we're getting information. We're gathering data. There's no reason to jump out there when you're in a marathon and try to run the first mile in three minutes. So there's more. He doesn't like opinions, so he doesn't play opinions. So he he didn't play Monday's winner. He didn't play Thursday's winner. He didn't play anything Friday. We gave free winners away. We gave uh, baseball winner, all that. Didn't play any of that. Saturday, he only played one game. So I was two and one with the selections. So he had, still hadn't lost, but he was still so mad, I think, because the opinions were all winning and he wasn't playing the opinions. So this is a, a person, I think, who is upset, obviously, about terminology. So in his mind, he's thinking that that the selection should be two-star plays and that opinions should be one-star plays, and then he wouldn't have a problem. Can he not read? Apparently, as I've come to realize within the last decade or so. Nobody wants you, to read. Well, if you don't, like, as much work as you've done to make it idiot-proof, if you don't hold someone's hand all the way through the process, they're going to be mad at you when they don't get the respect, the expected results. So I basically, I need to hire somebody in Pakistan or India for $4 an hour to hold hand, hand, hold, hand, held, hold hand. The 20 people a year out of the thousands of clients I have, the 20 people a year, or what you suggested I do first thing was just block him, cancel his account. 
Tell him thanks for coming out and head on with his life. I here's my problem, Brand. I, I end up in the, we got to talk NFL. Golly, so many zero and two teams that shouldn't be zero and two teams that are going to be playoff bound. Yeah, I got you. Okay, let me wrap this up. My problem is I have this third category in my brain, which is the, the heart, my heart, which I want to be able to get these people back on track because I've done this before when I would put in 20 or 30 minutes toward these people. Mm-hmm. I'd get them on track. They would get in, and then they would be clients for 20 years. They right. would become a winning sports gambler. I was positively reinforced. The issue is that time I have to put in. The thousands of clients I've had do not want me spending 20 minutes at the airport with this moron. So Absolutely. I cannot do it. And I don't want to hire you to do it because, A, it's going to cost more money than I'm paying. And you're probably just going to get in the middle of a headache that you don't need either. Sure. And, and, I mean, we've for years we've had the – I mean, again, you say it's 20 people, but it seems like every year it's 20 people. Is it it worth a conversation to be like maybe we change the terminology around selections and opinions just to – but then again, that could open up a whole other issue for people who have been with us for years be like, well, what the hell is this? What are we doing? Exactly. Yeah. And it's thousands, Brand. That's what people understand. They want, they think we're best friends. They comment on Twitter. They, say, they think we're, but we're not buddies. I don't know you. I'm betting the games. I'm betting the games. I'm sending you those games. That is our relationship. I'm giving you winning quality information. Text your cell phone or email to you that's going to make you a winning better. That's our relationship, unless we're actually friends. If we're actually friends, then we could talk about that. Is but if we're not, now? God, I wish. I would put him on. <laughs> Just throw I him on the air. He was. I'd throw him on, let him go. <laughs> Let you hear the idle threats. People Air into, your grievances. Let people into how I respond to it. I think people would find that very funny. Double-digit favorites in the NFL, Brandon. Last week we did not have a lot. This week there's three or four games. One of them we've already played by the time most people listen to this game. But double-digit favorites, generally speaking. Two weeks ago it was inter, um, uh, divisional dogs. Mm-hmm. Last week it was underdog over favorite almost, almost entirely. This week – we do, as you alluded, we have two and O teams again, an O and two teams. Are they that good? Are they that bad? Where can we take advantage of that? And the other trend to think about this week: double digit favorites. You know, last year was the first time since 2010 that double digit favorites were not a winning proposition. If you just blind bet double digit favorites, you'd have won every single year except last year mm. since 2010. Since 2012, double digit favorites are hitting about six out of ten. Week two, we had zero double-digit favorites. Week one, we had one. Baltimore was a 10-point favorite, and they blew out, uh, I think, Washington, whoever they played. So we're 1-0 this year and double-digit favorites. Which of these double-digit favorite teams this weekend do you think has the best chance to cover the number? I'm going to have to pull that you up. Want me to read you, let me read you the, let me read you the games. Yeah, give, go ahead I'm and not, give, me the, give me the teams, and we'll, I'll let you know live how I, how I feel when you, when you list them. I'm not going to give you Giants 49ers. Because that's the first one. It's on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. But just an asterisk. Do you think that the Giants 49ers, you know what? No, we can throw it in there. Who cares? I look like an idiot after the fact every week. Every time you listen to it on Sunday, I've given <laughs> stuff out for Saturday that may or may not apply. So you got Giants 49ers, 49ers 10.5 point favorite. I would, the- I would, I would lean 49ers, although the way the Giants played in the second half of that game against, against uh, Arizona might lead me to think, eh, maybe, but I'd be, I'd be more inclined to take on a short week. 49ers playing at home. Option two, Chiefs, 13.5-point favorites against the Bears. Can the Chiefs score 13 points? Because, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, okay. Option three, the Dal- America's team, a Dallas Cowboys, 12.5-point favorites against the Arizona Cardinals. So those are your three double-digit favorites. Yep. 
History will tell us since 2010 that two of them are going to cover almost. Yep. One and a half to two. But if you have to pick one of those three, Dallas Cowboys against Arizona at Arizona, Chiefs at home against the Bears, or 49ers at home against um, against the Giants, which of those three are you putting your money on? Cowboys against the Cardinals. Cardinals offensively are at least competitive because they can run the football a little bit. James Connors putting up some nice numbers. Josh Dobbs in that has experience in that system. Uh, that said, though, uh, if if Micah Parsons is healthy, that defense is playing really good football right now. To your point, you're you're, you're saying that against this Dallas Cowboy uh, defense, it's going to be hard for Arizona with their quarterback situation to score. Thir- yeah. to score and, and Dallas going to score more than three touchdowns probably against just about anybody. Dallas playing really well, moving up the power ranking. Arizona and Dallas both, by the way, 2-0 and against the spread this year. So something's got to give here. So one of these teams going 3-0 and against the spread, and one of them is going to go to 2-1. and If you had said two weeks ago, this is kind of that why the NFL is so difficult, two weeks ago Arizona is going to be 2-0 and against the spread. You, I get a lot of people that are losing a lot of money on that. Absolutely. I, 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 would, have been, I would have been chief amongst them as a Cardinals fan. You know, without Kyler Murray, you go out in the first two weeks and you, and you cover both numbers. Well, we're talking tank, 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 right? In the preseason, and this team, from a, from a betting standpoint, has done the opposite of tank. They're two and zero now. That they are zero and two. So, so people who think who who buy into the script formula, those type things, you know, we're making the sports book rich because they're covering, but they're not winning, so they can still get uh, get Caleb Williams as the number one. Pick, all that kind of crap. I guess that falls into that, but. That I, I would tell you this. I, I worry a lot about the Bears. I, you're right. It's it's either Dallas or it's the Bears, Kansas City. Kansas City, we've seen out of them that when they throw in a clunker, and Jacksonville's not horrible defensively. It was no. on the road. Um, but when they throw in an offensive clunker, they typically rebound and play really well offensively. Kelsey was obviously had some rust, missed a, a, one easy touchdown pretty late in that game, had a couple of other drops where he got pushed off his route. Those type things don't happen. This Chicago Bears team, Brandon, they are they're next level bad right now. Uh, Fields is um, one of those quarterbacks that he is holding the ball entirely too long. Yeah, there was a uh, there's a freeze frame picture that I've seen, and I'll I'll post it on on YouTube here, where he has a clean pocket, not a defender within three yards of him, and a receiver running wide <laughs> up the right at the seam, not a defender anywhere within the within shouting distance of this receiver. Justin Fields got sacked on that play. So two big problems with Justin Fields. Number one, he is a he is a dual threat quarterback by nature. He is yep. not a pocket passer by nature. They have two so far this season, he has had two plays called that are designed runs. So they are basically saying, we want you to do what our offensive coordinator wants you to do, which is drop back in the pass, read defenses, throw the ball. That they should not have drafted Justin Fields if that's what they wanted to do. That's not his game. He needs to be running. He's not Michael Vick, but think Michael Vick. Jalen Hurts, that that Philadelphia Eagles offense would be perfect for someone the skill set of Justin Fields. Think Jalen Hurts, think um, Lamar Jackson, those type guys. you got to be able to run the ball to lighten things up, keep it. He's not going to be able to read. To your point of holding on the ball, Justin Fields has taken 10 sacks this season, 10 sacks in two games. Nine of those sacks have come after he's had the ball for four seconds. You don't get four-plus seconds in the NFL unless you've got the greatest offensive line of all time and nobody's blitzing ever. So he is holding the ball, not reading fast enough. We talk about games slowing down to these players that get deeper in the league. That Mm -hmm. is not happening with Justin Fields. Since 2021, Justin Fields has had 79 sacks. He's been sacked 79 times, Brandon. That is 16 times more than any other quarterback in the entire league. 
this dude is holding the ball too long. He's being asked to do the wrong things. And, oh, by the way, their defense has given up 32 points a game. I mean, that is a recipe for disaster. Um, you're not stopping anybody. You are quarterbacks holding the ball too long, and you're losing to teams like Tampa Bay. Green Bay, maybe there's a pass. Maybe Jordan Love's going to be serviceable, but you cannot. And by the way, this week, to that point, this is the largest line Chicago's been giving up since 2017. Chicago's not got 13 points since 2017 in any game ever. So that's a lot of number. But with all that being said, I lean toward uh, the Chiefs over the Bears first with a close second. Uh, Dallas uh, and Cardinals, not going to surprise me if both of them do. FatJackSports.com, $99 weekend, $99 weekend, everything through Monday, $99. Go to FatJackSports.com. Please do not call in if you can help it to get this package. I will be so swamped this weekend because of this deal. Get sign up online, enter your email information. The minute you press send, you're going to get the weekend plays text or email to you immediately for only 99 bucks all the way through Monday. You want to go to Kansas? This is probably the weekend, 99 bucks. Uh, if you're in Wisconsin, you want to go to Illinois? This is probably the weekend. It's only 99 bucks. Um, go get signed up today and start winning. You're listening to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. Call 1-800-298-1383 or the simplest thing. Log on to FatJackSports.com and get ready to win. Hey, this is the Fat Jack. We're in the middle of September. How is your gambling going? It is time to make some money, and I have got a deal for you. My once-a-month $99 weekend special. Go to FatJackSports.com, and this weekend only, it's only $99 to make money all the way through Monday. That's all the football, NFL, and college, and the free bases. Only $99. Go to Fat FatJackSports.com. Sign up today and in September, into profit. Stop guessing and start winning at FatJackSports.com. Welcome back to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. And now here is our host for the final time today, getting you ready for a big weekend of football. He is the Fat Jack. Thank you so much, Brandon. Fat Jack Sports Hour. If you're listening to the podcast of the show or on the TV version that's running in parts of the country, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully you are getting the correct information out of the show and you're getting ready to get signed up at FatJackSports.com for only $99 through Monday. Run this special about once a month. This is your week. We've been waiting on the price to come down. This is your week. $99 special, FatJackSports.com. Get all the plays through Monday. Last week, Brandon, the totals going over. You know, we talked unders the entire time, first part of the year. Underdogs and underdogs. Last week. Un- over the total, you know what the number was? It was a lot. I, th- I want to say all but two games went over the total. All but two heading into Monday night. 12 and two were over the total. Um, That is really, really strong. That will revert. We talked about in college football, games more games going under because of the rule change. Right. Um, in the NFL, it has certainly become a uh, more offensive-driven league. Um, although I, I will tell you, I saw a lot of uh, pass interference this weekend that was not called. So I think that might be being overblown a little bit. Um, but expect a lot of these totals to come down. Is our game or two coming up this week that you would say in the NFL, yeah, that one's probably going under. Now, uh, keeping in mind that last week those type games, the Denver game, Arizona game, uh, Washington, anytime they play anybody, you know, three or four of these different games, uh, they definitely you would have thought under last week all those flew over the total. So. Um, what stands out to you, a game that you probably want to look under this week? Have you I, I would think maybe Vegas and uh, the Steelers. Uh, I still don't think that the Steelers have, a, have really kind of everything figured out offensively. And uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo, you never know which guy you're going to get. Um, plus, you get 
you know, a team traveling after playing on a Monday night to a place like Vegas, there's, there's always some uh, potential snafus there. I think more for other sports, uh, like if you see uh, hockey teams going to Vegas, than you would say the NFL teams, but going to Vegas for whatever reason for teams hasn't been the carryover that, uh, that we've seen in other sports or that you would expect for a team to maybe have a, a little bit of a layoff or, or a hangover, so to speak. Uh, but that is one game that from a, from a point standpoint, I really don't expect a ton of offensive fireworks in that game. Yeah, I'll give you a couple more that jump off the page a little bit just early in the week. Uh, Saints and Packers. Packers mm. ended up scoring a lot late in that game, but really they are run-driven. They are short-passing game-driven. And I don't think overall they're going to have a conservative game plan. They were too conservative with Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. Sure. Especially late. They kind of neutered him. And with Jordan Love, expect more running first. They had got had success that early in the game and then turned the ball over once or twice, got away from what they were doing, and that kind of ballooned that total over late in the second half. But I'd look that one under it. Absolutely. T- anytime the Jets play anybody. but Especially the, now. Yeah, but against the Patriots, you're getting a great defense, actually a good defense out of both these teams for the most part. You're getting a little value in the under because of how well Miami played offensively against the New England. New England could not stop the run. But against the Jets, um, you know, I, I don't. Zach Wilson's not as bad as the perception for sure. They're going to go over some, but that's another one that jumps out as an underplay. Uh, Colts Texas, Ravens, Colts Ravens, Texans Jaguars. You got Bill, uh, Bills Commanders. People think that the Bills go over. Generally speaking, they don't. Uh, we had them over. You went under last week. You know, his totals forty-seven. It gets to forty-eight, and that was on a. They drove down up forty to whatever and scored like a ninety-yard drive with under four minutes to play. The Buffalo did. Push that uh, one to, over, yeah. To push it over. Uh, you got the commanders that need to keep things close to the vest. So people don't realize this. Buffalo is the type of team. They are much more defensive driven in their game plan. Uh, Josh Allen, if he turns the ball over at the wrong spots, they'll get, they'll balloon up offensively. And he has some great highlight stats as far as touchdown, you know, four touchdown games, all those things. But for the most part, their game plan is to run the ball effectively, stay ahead of the chains, Keep him out of spots where he's going to get injured, which seems to be impossible to do. If I see one more highlight reel with Josh Allen diving over somebody to do something, if he makes the season, I'll be amazed. Uh, but that's one. Also, Panthers, Seattle, Panthers, uh, Seahawks, Titans, Browns, both teams who are very run focused. Yeah, so there's a ton of them here that you're right, have a really good chance of going under. So expect that to revert back. I mean, a lot of times you'll get this. You'll get a bunch go under, and the next week they almost always go over, and vice versa. Two and O teams. And you want to go back to college? You want to talk more NFL? What no, let, like? let's talk NFL because it, it always seems that that's is is what kind of what drives a lot of the a lot of the eyes, especially on the social medias and, and YouTube and stuff like that. Great. So that, two and O teams this week. Um, who? Which of these two and O teams against the spread? Let's say. Okay. Because that's what I know. That's what we care about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll stay there. So teams like uh, which of these has the most the is most likely to not cover teams like Tennessee against Cleveland. Now we're talking covering, not winning. Mm-hmm. Um, teams like Baltimore, they're two and zero against the spread. Green Bay, two and zero against the spread. The Rams, two and zero against the spread. Who would have thought that? Uh, Tampa Bay, and I, you know what? I do want to talk. There's a couple of different things I want to talk about before we get too far away from it. So let's do this quickly. Tampa Bay, two and zero against the spread, and then Dallas and Arizona, two against the spread. Which of those is lo- most likely to not go to three and zero? I mean, I would kind of lean Tampa, uh, just because. Baker has played pretty well in the first two games, but if you've ever watched Baker Mayfield in any stretch of time, there's a couple good ones, and then there's the clunker. And you got to wonder that you, that they started off two and zero, 
they're maybe playing with a little bit more confidence. And now he's playing against a guy in, in uh, Jalen Hurts and probably a, maybe the best defense that he's seen all year. That that way lean me to kind of think that, that Tampa may be the, the one to fall from, that, from the And ranks. he hasn't turned the ball over. I mean, that's the thing. You get a few of these quarterbacks that are prone to turnovers. Now with Dak Prescott in that also. Sure. Pre- you, you talk Josh Allen. He leads the league. I mean, he has the most turnovers of anybody in the last four years. Also on that list, Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott. Yeah, so those are guys that you expect to to turn the ball a little bit more than they have in the past. Uh, before we get have to get out of here in a minute, I did want to talk about the air, the uh, cover with San Francisco and the Rams. That was a big thing on Twitter, which I've already said I hate Twitter or X or whatever it's called. It'll but always will, be Twitter, but yeah. But I will tell you, Brandon, that people don't don't know what they're talking about who are saying that they're down two score, and this had nothing to do with. I didn't release the Rams. They're down two scores. If you're not going with the we're going to kneel down and get out of here even though we're down, which which McVay doesn't do. He plays to the end mm-hmm. when they're down. I've seen it a thousand times. And I, it's, I paid for it at times. But if you believe in that theory, when you're down 10 points and you have a fourth and whatever in field goal range, you kick the field goal even if time's expiring. What do you, what do you want him to do? Do I guess throw a Hail Mary? I mean, that's not realistic. So know your co- before you start complaining, especially on social media, know your coach. Know what they're prone to do in those situations. And then if they divert from that, I would have been mad if I had the Rams and he had have taken a knee or thrown a Hail Mary. Because I know that he plays, he does the analytics and math every time until the last snap, good or bad, no matter what side you're on. So, yeah, if you were – go ahead. Let's say we talked about this a couple weeks ago with James Franklin and Penn State when they had, you know, that that late barrage to decide to go for it and sent the game, you know, over whatever – we want to know what to expect out of some of these teams and coaches. And, and with the Rams, that's something that you understand going in, that Sean McVay and his team, they're going to try. And the you're fun. right. Yeah, you're, the... you're down two scores. You need a score. Kick the field goal. Maybe you get a fluke onside or you get a, a defensive penalty that extends the game. Crazy things happen in the end. And people will say, well, that this one was with time expiring. He, to, he would tell you this exact – it's the same thing. Yeah. He needs two scores. It's fourth down, so he's going to take the one score. That's the way he plays it late yep. all the time. So I'm okay with that. What, no matter what side I'm on, I'm okay with that. I would have – if I had had uh, San Francisco, I would have known as he's driving down, if he gets a field goal range, he's going to kick it. And I don't care if there's one second left because I know what Sean McVay does. Get smarter if you're going to complain about these things. Frankly, a PSA announcement, if you're getting mad on Sundays, you, you should not be betting the NFL because there's going to be close games. You're going to get some. They're going to even out. You're going to have San Francisco once. You're going to have, um, you're going to have uh, the Rams once. And those are going to even out. Your profit has to come on easier plays like the games we talked about earlier uh, in the, with Seattle, those type games uh, that we had last week. If you're gonna, thoughts, I was gonna say, if you're gonna let the NFL dictate your your attitude uh, toward you know when, toward sports betting, don't bet the NFL, don't bet the NBA, because yeah, that thing can. will drive you crazy on a Tuesday. Just get signed up with me, and then you know long term you're gonna win. Even if right. you have bad luck one day, it doesn't matter because you know you've either won Monday, won Thursday already in the NFL, which we had, and so it's fine. Or you're gonna have a big run coming later on. So it's a, one Sunday does not make or break anything. And you're going to have some last minutes, like a horse race where you got a closer and a front runner. Some of them are going to be close every single week. Don't let those affect, especially your mood, and even more importantly, your bankroll and your decision-making process after that. So, Jack, here we go. Another edition of Answer the Internet. Uh, again, it's a barstool thing, but it's it, it provides some, some fun insights into the mind of the fat Jack. Um, this week's question, you were taken hostage five years ago. What would surprise you most about the world today? Wow. How, um, September, 2018. So this is obviously pre COVID. 
This is right after <laughs> a lot of crazy stuff in, in this in the summer. Probably how mean and mad people are politically and just in general pissy about everything. I mean, I I don't I don't I, I maybe it's cuz I'm old, but I feel like we are evolving and have been evolving since COVID really. But even right before that into a world where you have to pick a side. You have to be mad about the other point of view. And I don't believe if I was banging around in Iran or wherever, Iraq or Iraq, I guess Iran, in Iran back in 2017 trying to take photos or whatever these people were doing, that I was is aware of how mad everybody just walks around based on things that we've, we've had to deal with forever, climate change, uh, the economy, um, abortion, all, everything. And how, but how visceral everything's become. I would encourage those people to not get on social media. Do not get a Twitter account if you didn't have one already. I think, when did you join Twitter, Brandon? You know? When did I join Twitter? Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, it was easily 2006, maybe 2006. It says on here, I joined in 2009, so that won't help them. I would tell them if they didn't already have, I would tell them to first delete your Twitter. It's become a, a breeding ground for ir- for idiots that are mad about everything. And I, that would surprise me. What would surprise you? You thought about this clearly. What, what, what would surprise you? I, I kind of echo your statements a little bit is, is, is how, how far reaching some of the extremes have gotten. Like we've always had like the, the crazy like Westboro Baptist people and then the, the total like, you know, don't kill an animal, hug a tree people. But it's, it feels as if that you're right. It's, it's black or white heads or tails. There's no, there's no room for gray area anymore, and it is a wild, a wild thing. But the fact of how far away from that del- line of delineation we've become is is really something that is it's, it's surprising, and it's also a bit troubling. Like, and the fact that you have to not only take a side, but you got to tell everybody else about your opinion. I, I, I don't, right. I don't care if you're marginally racist and a little bit of a sexist. If you want to be that, be go that. for it. Yeah. Be you. If you want to do that in your house or when you're talking to your TV, I have relatives that are just some of them, not all, a few of them are just absolute racist and, and every, all of it. But I don't have to deal with that because they're normally screaming at their TV. I like the world we're screaming at our TV. I don't want to know if you have those. Either way, I don't want to know what your flaws are. I When you're in public, let's just have a normal conversation. That would be my thing. People want sports, though, but that would be my answer. Um, I had a, I had an analytic deal that I wanted to break down for people and talk about for just a second. You okay with that? Absolutely, I love. I, so, I'm very much on the analytic side. I am about sixty five percent. I've decided on the analytic side. Thirty five percent. I think it's stupid and ridiculous. And if you have a great team, it works out great. And if a bad team, it's 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 you shouldn't follow it. But there is one particular situation that has become very clear what you should do, whether you like overall analytics or not. Here's the here's the deal. Down two scores, with down th- more than two scores, but scoring to go down four, you know, two scores, fourteen points ish, with under eight minutes to play in the game. It's very clear on what you're supposed to do here. Do you know what you're supposed to do? If you score, you're down twenty-one points, okay, and you score a touchdown. Do you know what you're supposed to kick the extra point? You're supposed to go for two, Brandon. Any idea? I who I, I believe. And not having it with me. I, I want to say that, so you go down, you're down 21, score a touchdown, you're now down 15. You're supposed to go for two. It's not even close. Here's why. You go for two always. Here's why. Especially in the NFL. In the NFL, 
you're, and this, by the way, this there's some percentages that increase your chance of winning that I'm not even going to discuss because it's drilling down and they're like three or four percent. Let's just generally speaking, why it's such an important thing that teams go for two when they get to where they're down 14 points. All right. You go for two because over the history of the league, since two point conversion has been enacted, and I and this is bad teams too. They broke this down. If you're no good, and by the way, you're either bad or have had a lot of misfortune to be down 21 points at any point anyway. Right. But you got that point. You get you're going to convert that successfully fifty percent of the time. So you're going to convert a two point conversion one of two times every, every over the course of the history of the NFL. Whether you're a bad team, a good team, whatever, you go for two because if that fifty percent is on this try, mm-hmm. you now only have to kick an extra point. Which, by the way, is not a hundred percent. You're going to make an extra point as coup and Atlanta last week. That's not a guarantee. You're going to get. Uh, you're going to be not able anymore. to right. To uh, have kick the extra point, but even putting the extra point at one hundred percent, you go for two because if the fifty percent is the first time, now instead of having to score two more times or go for two at the end, when you're still at a fifty percent long term conversion rate, you can kick an extra point to win the game. If you kick the extra point to go down fourteen, now when you score again, when you go to to go down. It's four. Sorry, it's not twenty-one. It's fourteen to go down seven. Back it all up. Fourteen to go down seven. You following me? Yep. Yep. So you scored to go down. Now you're down eight. You always go for two in that situation with right. under ten minutes to play because if the first try is successful of your fifty percent, you now only have the extra extra point to win. If you kick the extra point, now at the end of the game, which has been the opposite, this is what old school people have been doing if they want to be aggressive, they go for two then. Yep. Try to win. That's a horrible idea. You should have gone for two when you had the chance at 50% rate. If you don't get it on the first one, mathematically speaking, you're going to get it on the second one, which puts you in that same tie, need to score again to win. If you got it on the first one, you could kick the extra point to win, and you most importantly have a, a chance to put yourself in a chance to not have to score a third time to win the game versus kicking extra points both those times. If you look at it even more so, if you go for two, analytically speaking you go from a you go up 13% more of being able to win the game even before you go you either got the two or didn't get the two so if you're just looking at numbers whatever the percentage is it's like 30 something percent most likely to win the game when you now you cut the the deficit from 14 down to 8 if you will go for two it immediately goes up 13% your win probability jumps that much just by just, trying. Just by team. doing that. Guess who didn't do that? There was a glaring deal this last week. New England Patriots. Bill Belichick. He had the, two the oldest curmudgeon type of anti-analytic guy in the NFL right now. You're not getting this from a guy that loves analytics. You're getting this, by the way, horrible explanation on my part. Um, it took me forever to get to a real easy point. But – you're, you're not getting it from a guy who loves analytics. You're getting it from a guy that wants his, his win probability to increase 13% based on one decision. That's what you need to do. And the fact that his arrogance and the fact that he thinks that he's better than any version of analytics tells me that he won mainly because Tom Brady was his quarterback. And they're going to be bad. And if if they did anything in the first half of either of those games this season, they'd be 2-0. They, they are not coming out with game plans, <laughs> yeah. effective game plans. The, the first scripted 15 or whatever have been garbage. They have done nothing in the first half. Yeah, Bill O'Brien's done a horrible job. He's. I would mention, I would say that he's done that everywhere he's been. 
He has, and and he just because he and uh, he and Belichick are friends doesn't mean that he's good for that position. Him and Jones are going to start taking more and more heat. Is this yep. is this if they keep doing the same thing? Because Jones cannot be a third drop back and third down and predictable down mm-hmm. in distances and have to throw the ball. That's not who he is. He needs to get in front of the chains, be creative. Um, they got they're going to have to make some changes. Or this is going to be a long year. We're going to have some fun with the, his sass level. With Belichick's sass level, both in press right. conferences and when he throws the challenge flags and stuff, but besides that, it's going to be a long year for New England if they don't make some wholesale fundamental changes here sooner than later. And the amazing thing for me when you mentioned Mac Jones is it appears that that gap between like the top four, five, six quarterbacks and then that next group of about eight to ten is wider than it's been at any point in the last three to four years. Well, when we have more time, we will talk about exactly that. Um, I I have talked to a number of line setters and had I, I've got information on exactly how much a particular quarterback is worth. Ooh. If they go out, I have every quarterback that starts in the NFL what their value if they leave the game is, and we'll talk about that later on another show. But I will tell you, Mac Jones only worth two points to the line if he goes out of the game. That's to your point. The lowest for those of you wondering. You actually will gain money if Sam Howell doesn't play or Anthony Richardson doesn't play based on who they are. This is a preseason number, so things right. will change. Bryce Young, only one point. Uh, C.J. Stroud, less than a point. Uh, the top of that list, and then we'll talk about this later on in the year, but the top of that list, Patrick Mahomes, obviously almost worth eight points to the spread. Josh Allen worth almost seven points to the spread. Joe Burrow, almost seven points to the spread. Herbert, six and a half points. Aaron Rodgers, six points. So those are your kind of elite quarterbacks that really matter to the line. But to your point, Mac Jones, not worth a lot as a quarterback, especially. And I've, I expect that number to go down with their current offensive uh, game plan. So yeah, it, it just is not getting better anytime soon. That's for sure. Right. So uh, thank, thank you guys for joining us, especially if you've been listening to the podcast the show. Follow me on the social media outlets. You'll be the first to know if I shut the entire thing down at <laughs> FatJackSports.com. Get in yeah. while it's hot. That's right. Get in while you still got a chance. So, guys, don't drink and drive. Have a great weekend. Wager responsibly. And until next week, for Brandon Fat Jack, I've been listening to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. You're listening to the Fat Jack Sports Hour. Call 1-800-298-1383 or the simplest thing, log on to FatJackSports.com and get ready to win.